0: that was interesting because you and i were just talking about being good listeners and next thing i know you ripping your headphones off jumping out of your chair and springing into
1: action what the heck uh yeah she fell down i think she just tripped on the curb and went basically face first into the ground and laid there for a little bit and i picked her up and kind of asked her what was going on and she laughed and brought her in and handed her off to her her daughter I i think she's okay yeah But you know, (laughs) distractions. I mean, that's the easiest way to stop listening, you know, and in that case, that was a distraction we had to deal with, you know, most distractions, they're they're distractions for a reason. Yeah. Well, no, that's good. I'm glad she's okay. She's fine.
0: Do you consider yourself to be a good listener? Have you even thought about what makes a good listener? Well, one thing is true. We need to focus on listening to learn, not just to respond. The Art of Listening. That's the topic for this edition of the 2120 Podcast. This is the 2120 Podcast. Each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes.
1: Welcome to the 2120 Podcast. It's Friday, October 25th. It's getting cold outside yes. and we are in the convenience store doing what we do, which is talk to each other. <laughs> and I want to start with a question for you. Are you ready? Sure. Lay it on me. Are you a good listener? Huh? So... Let me, let me ask you this. If I asked your wife, what would she tell me? Well, that's not fair. It's it's, 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 it's it's her true assessment of you, which is... She
0: would tell you that I'm not a great listener with her. At the same time, when you asked it the first time, I have been complimented before on being a very, very good listener. Situational? I don't know.
1: So you get to pick and choose who,
0: if you're a good listener or not? Yeah. So, so here's the thing is from my spouse's perspective, Beth, when, when she would say no, it's because she sees me not just at my best, but she sees me just how I am and at my worst and, and everything in between there. Right. So as a spouse, we can be having a conversation and I can tune out. I'll check out from time to time. And, uh, maybe it's because I'm trying to focus on the game and she wants to talk about something. So clearly I know that there are times with her that
1: I'm a poor listener. So if you're a poor listener, sometimes with your wife in the business area, are you a poor listener sometimes with the people you interact with? I sure hope not, but I suppose that there are times, you
0: know, if, if I'm sitting across from you or I'm, I am in the presence of another person, whether they're a client, a possible client, or maybe they're just a connection. Um, the focus is there. I'm a pretty decent listener. Um, but there are times when I know that I get caught up in thinking about a response that maybe I stop listening a little bit or um, if there's a lot of distractions, it's hard to listen at times. Sure. So,
1: yeah. So, I'm going to drop something that I've been kind of using and it's making me focus because I'm, I'm just like you. I'm a good listener in bits and pieces. Right. But I think we listen to talk, not listen to listen. Right. You know, and when you give somebody the floor and you say something, and I'm trying to just just listen to what you have to say, and you say something that triggers a reaction in my brain, I instantly want to jump. in. I can see you right now, like you're. I'm doing it. I want. I want to talk instead of truly just soaking in the content, listening to it, and then when I stop talking, go, yep, and now it's my turn. But it's so difficult to have those conversations, especially when you're passionate about something, and the person across from you is telling you about the vacation they went on and you've been on the same vacation and you want to tell your story, but they're telling their story. And it's so easy to squash their story because your story and your brain is better. And you want to tell them about your story and you do that and they just you can just see them go, oh yeah, I guess you had more fun than I did. And your vacation was much cooler. And I guess I'm just going to stop talking now. Have you ever
0: heard the term a conversation stealer? Yep. Okay. I know I've caught myself doing it. You've probably done it. I think we've all done it. So if I tell you my favorite team was this or or a great experience I had at the game, uh, I have had somebody say something to me like that. And then I would turn around and say, oh, I saw the game. And for the next 10 minutes, I begin talking. And I have completely stolen the conversation. And I didn't realize that I was doing it. And what the other person is feeling on the other side is that what they had to say isn't important. I actually learned that, I, I think I was aware of it, but I had a young person who was maybe 24, or 25, express it to me in that way. Not, not saying that we were it was happening between us, he actually was saying it in a group setting. And I thought, man, that was some wise words from a very nice young person. He's like, he got it. And uh, that was really powerful.
1: Yeah, I, it's hard. It really is. You know, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on this topic right now and just and let you talk, but my brain's trying to play two steps ahead and, and talk, but, you know, it, it turns into sometimes with, with conversations with people, um, the one-uppers, you know, mm. that they always have, I'm, I'm better, I did this and I did that. And it's like, well, I just want to tell you what I did. Not, I, I appreciate what you did. I think it's great, but I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. And, you know, there's been times in conversations on the phone with talking to buddies and, you know, they're talking and you jump in and they're not done talking so they're like you stop and then they stop and then there's like this okay you go and then I'm not going to go it's just an awkward it's an awkward pause when you don't see that face to face contact but so let's break it down so eye contact big one right it helps gotta have it I think people
0: that are great listeners are listening with their eyes
1: uh, ears mm-hmm. you know I, I, I talk to my sales associates about asking mm-hmm. questions and you know truly learning about the customer and I always challenge them ask a question and then just shut your mouth and just take it all in as, as much as you can get. And when there's going to be times where you want to jump in, just, just wait a second, you know, let them get it all out and then process it a little bit and then ask another question. But I think too many times it turns into we're the experts, we, we get excited about something and you jump on it and you just don't, I don't think you truly understand the impact that it has when you truly squash somebody's conversation or it becomes part of your conversation you start you lose them a little bit, yeah. so
0: <clears throat> you said it at the beginning. the The phrase that I have seen before is listen, we, we should be as listeners, we should be listening to learn not to respond, and that it is a challenge and so one of the things that that uh, comes to mind when you were just talking about those things is we listen with our eyes, we listen with our ears, we, we have to learn to be quiet and a good friend of mine named Rob Getomey, uh hopefully he'll listen to this someday. He was. I brought him in front of some high school students at an entrepreneurial class, and he asked the question. He's like, "What's the most important part of communication?" And it didn't take long for these 16 and 17 year olds to respond. They said, "It's listening." And I went, that was really. I was surprised mm-hmm. because I think at 16 and 17, you're really caught up in talking about yourself and things like that, and um, all of us are. But it, I was I was so impressed at the wisdom that they said it's about listening. And it's easy to say and harder to do. So I don't know. As far, far as listening, there's two, two sides and it, that I think about this. I think there's the act of listening, and I think there's the art of listening, right? So the, the act of listening is the very tangible, tactical things that we do. We, you already touched on a few of them. It's like making eye contact, being quiet letting the other person speak, getting a full thought out, not stealing the conversation. Those are all the acts of it. And then the art of it is developing that skill over time because I do believe this is an essential skill that we have to learn to develop is uh, getting some feedback about listening. Um, just evaluating, am I looking at listening
1: as the most important part of communication? Yeah. you, You said feedback and my wife will give me feedback. Because she's just like Beth. She knows when I'm not listening. I'm playing on my phone. Yeah. I'm daydreaming, whatever it is. And she'll call you out on it and say, hey, you're not listening to me right now. What did I just say? And you're like, "Uh, well, you said I need to go pick up the girls at this (laughs) place. No, I didn't say that. And it's like, oh, shoot. Right. You know, that's not fair to them. Right. So I think for me personally, I have to limit the distractions that are going around, happening around me. And, you know, I had... Uh, a manager named David Revere who is one of the biggest reasons that I'm with Shields t- to this day. And he was an executive committee member, you know, he was one of the, the the guys that got us got our company to where it's at today. And when you would walk into his office, I don't care what I was gonna go in and talk to him about, bicycling over the weekend, he would stop what he was doing from his computer, he would turn, and he would physically push himself away from his desk and put his back to a wall. So he had nothing around him to, to reach out to or to look at. Oh, wow, yeah. And he completely gave me his one-on-one attention. And to this day, I think about that and how, how impactful it was to me because I noticed that. But it, it's, I'm not doing that. I need, I need to do that. You know, when somebody comes into your office and wants to talk to you, and it could be about the weekend or something that's important to them. Maybe it's not even business-related. They just want to talk, and you don't give them your undivided attention. They leave going, he really didn't hear a word I just said. Mm. And at that point, why would they ever come back? Why are they ever gonna come back into your office knowing that the last time I was here, you were too busy working on something that my conversation wasn't a high priority. Mm. So I'll take my conversation somewhere else. If they come into my office and I push myself away like David did, people are going be telling that story years down the road going, I remember you doing this and you were such a good listener because people do say you're a good listener. I, I hear that, but I'm not. Hmm. You know, I am like you were certain things I get to pick. When I, when I used to sell and be in sales, I was a very good listener because I was making commission. The, the better listener that I was, the more money that I could make because I could connect faster. Most motivation. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So then when we throw our wives in the oh. mix who are the loves of our life and we right. say, yeah, we don't listen very well to our wives. I hope they're not listening, but it, <laughs> it's true. You know, We need to be better listeners with them, but I think you have to limit the distractions. Uh, the phone, which everybody has a phone, it dings, or it something lights up, or somebody walks past and looks in, and I mean, there's so many, there's so many distractions that, literally, that second of you looking away, you might have missed something vitally important that the customer's telling you that you just in one ear out the other because you, you just didn't have time to process it. So, yeah, you got to find ways to limit those distractions. And I don't know what the, I don't know what it is. I'm still learning, and I'm 39 years old, still learning how to be a good listener, and, you know, I have girls who are. If I'm not a good listener and they're seeing the things that I'm doing, because I I ask the girls too, like, what do you see? They can tell, they say the same things that my wife sees. Sure. You're on your phone, dad. You know, I mean, just, they, they get that. So I need to learn and I need to get better, but I don't have the right answer for it.
0: Yeah, you have, you have inspired a lot of thoughts here. So on the kids front, I remember being a young parent, you know, we started young and so my oldest would, and I remember being this way with my mom too, maybe, maybe, you will relate to this, is uh, you could tell when your parent wasn't listening to you, right? You're like, mom, dad. And, and you start sharing something with them and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they keep reading the newspaper or they keep focused on what they're doing. You're, you you realize they're really not paying attention to you. You kind of like just stop talking. Yep. And we, we put that out all the time. I had a uh, I worked for a gentleman. Uh, great guy. I respect him. Uh, but he frustrated me because Uh, And this is many years ago in my life. I'd come in. uh, We didn't see each other over the weekends, although it was a retail environment. And uh, so on Mondays, he'd always come up to me and ask me how my weekend was. And I remember standing in his doorway once. And uh, he asked me how my weekend was, seemed all interested in it. And at the moment that I started to answer him... He starts flipping through his Rolodex. This is, again, this is back in the 90s, flipping through his Rolodex, grabs the phone, puts it up to his ear, holds it with his shoulder, starts dialing while I'm still talking. And I look, I stopped, and I'm looking at him like, seriously, I can't believe you just did that. And he looked up at me because he he recognized there was silence. And then he goes, oh, man, that sounds like you had a great weekend. He cut it short. He he didn't hear a word I said. Yeah. He just realized that I had stopped. And at that moment I lost a lot of respect for him. And so to that day, anytime that he ever asked me how my weekend was, how how things were going, it was a quick one word things are going great, going good right on by. and just keep on doing my thing.
1: Yeah, it happens. You know, I have an office that's by a time clock. Yeah. So people come in, and I see them go by and then i be something I need to talk to and I say, "Hey Joe, what's going on?" and they start talking and am i really I, I do care but am i really caring about what's going on in their life or do i need to talk to them about something that's business related yeah and your crew knows you know if you, like if the in this case for you how's your weekend oh by the way is that report done and i mean right. it's just man that's that's the quickest way to kill any type of relationship you're trying to build with with, a, with that person because you're showing them the business conversation is more important than the relationship conversation right. and they can be there together. You know, you can start with the relationship conversation and then it turns into, Hey, how about this? And that's part of life. Right. But, Oh man, it's too frustrating when I do it and I know I do it and I just want to like, like hit my head against the wall when I know that I'm doing it and stop, but I'm learning. I'm, I'm trying to stop it and fix it, but it just, yeah. it happens.
0: Yeah. There's been times that I, I know I've done that. And actually I can think of, a, of one or two times in the past two years where I caught myself doing it and I went back to them and apologized. So, you know what? I really messed up today. I said, I started to ask you a question you and you started to respond to it and I changed the topic on us. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. Try not to do that. And, um, I, you know, they, they accepted the apology, but still there was some damage done there and I felt like an idiot and, if, if you're going to go out and coach and teach and train these things like you should model it you know and so so the only thing that I could do in that case was just to ask for forgiveness yep. Say, listen I messed up and, and I think that's a good step but also you touched on some really important things like if I come and meet with somebody uh, I used to just leave my phone on the table and maybe turn it over but it still buzzes that's a distraction so I've gotten to the point now where I actually put it down in a bag or it's it's, it's not there where I can't it's not a distraction anymore um, things like at my at an office desk uh, turning off the Outlook notifications, hey you got a new email right? maybe it's an order, maybe it's uh, something from internal and there's going to be this tendency that you want to respond to it or it's going to distract you so suddenly you take your eyes away from the person you're speaking with you glance over at your monitor and um, you can tell that at that moment something else is more important that sticks. That really sticks. It lands on that person. It leaves an impression. And uh, so the best thing, like what you said with your, was it Dave you said? David, yeah. Just rolling away yeah. and eliminating those things. It's That's part of that art
1: of being a good listener. And I need to do it. I know how it made me feel and how important it was. I just need to do it. Um, but I, it's hard. I mean, just having a conversation with someone and not... Not getting the chance to talk is difficult because you want to talk and having to fight back and go, okay, I'm just going to let Jim talk for a little bit and see where this goes and then I'm going to jump in. But there's also, I like those conversations where it's that fire back and forth, like right. you say something and I say something, you say something, and before you know it, like our conversation is 20 some minutes and it's like, oh my gosh, we, we got to stop talking, you know, because it, it, it is good for that. But there's, there is definitely a time and a place and I just, I hate the feeling that i stink sometimes at listening because i miss things and i hate you know for my wife to tell me something about the girls i gotta do this i gotta do that and then i have to call her two hours later text her and say hey i i gotta be at this school right nope you gotta be here oh shoot sorry i must have just missed that one yeah she just smiles because she knows i was on my phone yeah i had a distraction you know so i owe it to her to be a better listener yeah. i owe it to my girls to be a better listener, and. You know, I got to find ways to keep it top of mind awareness. But at the end of the day, listen to learn. Don't listen to talk. I think that's the the key. That is the key. Well, I tell you what, it's uh, (laughs) two guys, one topic on a nice, beautiful Friday. Hopefully it warms up a little bit, but uh, we'll see you all next week. I'll work on that listening between now and then. What'd you say?